0: Um, that's good I um, just we had, a, we had an interesting um, time on, on, on camp a few weeks ago And um, if you're a mother here You might just want to block your ears for a moment um, If you put up your hand, we have earplugs If you want anyone here, want earplugs It'd be good for you to have earplugs right now but but anyway we um i don't know if you've noticed but um when you go to a beach usually they have a sign just before you get to the beach and it tells you everything about the beach that you need to know and um one of the on one of the signs it usually says strong rip or strong current and uh one day we went to the sand dunes while we we're at Tea Garden and and as I was just before I was walking up to the sand dunes I, I had a look at the board and and, and and I saw this sign, you know, and it says, you know, no dogs or, or whatever else it says, and then it has the one strong rip or strong current. I don't know how you read that, but I usually read that as a warning sign. Um, I think some of the, the young guys, they, they, they read it like, whoa, cool, strong rip, strong current. Oh, wow. And um, I'm not sure if it's a Hawkesbury thing or what it is. But uh, so we uh, decided, uh, a few of them decided that they would go down to the beach and... Uh, and uh, you know, I mean, I've surfed for a number of years, and and so I kind of can gauge the swell a little bit and uh, know what's happening. But as I looked at the surf, I thought, "Wow, it's pretty big, uh, it's pretty strong. There's a real strong rip." And uh, but some of our guys, they just thought, "Wow, I'm going to conquer this," and so they just went full steam ahead to try and get out to the break, and um, then they started trying to swim with the rip. And um, after a while, um, if you didn't know, yeah, some of them got caught in the rip, and a guy on a surfboard had to help them out, and they kind of came back safely on the rocks. And uh, but um, they're still alive. But I tell you what, uh, you know, I won't go there. Um, <laughs> I won't go there. I'm scaring mums already. And um, but yeah, I I, I just kind of you know when when I walk to a beach, and I see the sign, and it says, you know, strong rip or strong current, that's usually a warning to me, um, but I, I don't know how others see it, maybe they j- just see it as a place where, wow, we know we're going to have a strong swim here, this is going to be fun, this is, this is, gu- is going to really kind of help out, and, and so we got to experience a, a little bit of that on on, on camp with, with a few guys getting caught in the rip, and uh, it's not the first time I've actually had people caught in the rip, actually, and... Uh, I uh, had one lady kind of blaming me for them getting into the rip, and I was like, well, it's not my fault. <laughs> They're the ones that thought they were King Kong and uh, decided that they would go out and catch the biggest wave. As the problem is on a day like that, you can't get to the biggest wave because it's so strong. And, uh, you know, we had obviously the warning while we were on camp um, that uh, there was a, a shark three metres away from some of the boys, and uh, so the whistle went off, and um, they decided it would be a good time to get out right now. Um, so, yeah, and so you, you kind of, you have those little warning signs, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, I mean, we, we have it everywhere, it's kind of happening everywhere, you know, these kind of like attacks on community somehow, somewhere, and uh, I mean, you know, how many people here, anyone, who's on the Owls at the moment, the Owls, learners, you know, drivers, you know, your learners, you know, wow, yeah, we've got one, two, three, anyone else, yeah, you've got three, four, okay, and, you know, I, I'm just so... I'm so, so please stand up so everyone can see who you are, so that when you're driving, you know, uh, but, you know, the community is so gracious to us to warn us, ours, be careful, they're driving, you know what I mean, they're coming at you, <laughs> you know what I mean, and uh, uh, so, well, they didn't have those in my day, you know what I mean, I remember the, the, the driving ins- instructor or the guy that took me for my test, he, um, after he'd finished my test, and, and I'm kind of real nervous, is he going to pass me he's sitting in the car, and he's like, oh, you know, um, you're a little bit, you know, um, there and there, and he said, it might be good if you, you get another lesson, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to get another lesson, yeah, I really want another lesson, he says, yeah, well, I'll just give it to you, oh, yeah, I'm going to get another lesson, you know, he said, well, just make sure you work on that, oh, okay, yeah, that'd be good, mate, that'd be good, yeah, I'll definitely get another lesson, and, uh, you know, so he gives it to me, and I'm, I never got another lesson, but... Um, you know, but they didn't warn anyone. They didn't have these owl signs to say, be careful. Be careful. This guy's on the road and he doesn't really know what he's doing, but he's on the road, <laughs> you know, because really they don't know what they're doing. And they're learning to know what they're doing while they're on the road. It's an interesting concept, you know. I've never gone over 100 before, but now I'm going to try it, you know, <laughs> and, uh, because it says 100 and um, or 110. And so... I don't think they can do that anyway. But um, so, okay, Zach, don't go over 100 again, okay? Um, but <coughs> they're warning you. And you know, you know what I like about God? That He's, he's kind of like got all these warning signs throughout the whole of the Bible. They're all there. You know, if you actually go to the Scriptures right at the beginning, God actually gives out warning signs to Adam and Eve hey, don't do that. You know, if you do that, it's not going to be good for your life. And what do they do? They did that. And so you start going through all of the Scriptures, and then you even get to when the nation of Israel is, uh, came into being in, in, in uh, uh, Genesis chapter 12, and God says, you know what? Don't do that. If you do that, you'll go down the wrong path, and if you do that, you'll actually go down a path of destruction. But if you do that, if you go the right way, then this will happen. And so he sends out this warning sign. If you start reading the prophets, really they were there to warn Israel. They were there to warn the people, hey, you're going down the wrong path. Turn back to God and do what's right. So the prophets are there for, to warn the people. And they're good for our own benefit. If we read the prophets and you, you listen to the warning, it's good for your own life. What is it that they went wrong in? And then we even get to Jesus. And, and Jesus, really, when he comes onto the scene, one of the, one of the things that he does first is he says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is right before you. He's warning them. He's saying, turn away from what you're doing and turn to the kingdom of heaven right now. He's trying out this this warning that, hey, you know what? I think you've missed the mark a little bit. You've gone off the path. I know you're going to church. I know you're praying. And I know you're fasting. And I know you're doing all these little repetitious prayers. But he warns them, but you need to turn from your sin because God's kingdom, the purity of it, the beauty of it, the awesomeness of God's kingdom is right there. But you're over here and I'm trying to warn you right now that you need to get it right. And so he he throws out this massive warning right in front of them and he shows them who he is and what he's done and how he can fix their lives and give them something great to live for he says he makes bold claims on the way on the truth and i am the life i'll give you an abundance of life if you thirst after me you'll never want to drink again if you hunger after me you'll always be satisfied so he starts giving them these warnings and he and he also gives them this 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 kind of like this good food that they could take spiritual food satisfaction spiritual contentment Spiritual abundance, the kingdom of heaven. So he starts offering all this, but at the same time, he's warning them. And then as we start going through the whole of the New Testament, it's warning after warning after warning. Because God knows that we could so easily slip up. Somehow that we could easily miss the mark. And, and, and we go to First uh, Corinthians chapter 16. And I'm just going to uh, read a little one first. And he says here in verse 30, he says, Be on guard. He wouldn't tell you to be on guard if you didn't need to be on guard. You know? It's like, you know, rip. Oh, rip. You know? It doesn't mean swim, it means stay out. <laughs> you know? Oh, no, I'm going to swim. Rip. That's what I was looking for. You know, it's like when you walk up to a to a house, and it says, beware, dog, guard dog, it means dog is in there, you know, so if you're like me, you're like, once I remember, I went to this house, my friend's house, and you know, it says, beware, guard dog, oh, guard dog, so I walked in, looking for him in the gate, I walked around the back, I saw his dog, Rottweiler, I knew his dog, oh, nice dog, it's coming at me, it's okay, I know him. Then this other Rottweiler puts his head out. I don't know him. He comes running at me. Okay, this is now different. I know that Rottweiler, but I don't know that Rottweiler. As this Rottweiler comes running at me, I put my hand out. And he's thinking, big steak, you know, bone, big bone. And I'll pat him, he sniffs. It's sweet. I've tamed him. Tamed the tiger. He's sweet. Then I think, oh, no, I've left the gate open. The other wheeler automatically starts running for the gate. He goes out the gate, and I think, oh, now I've got to get him. So I'm yelling at the dog, come back, come back, you know. Good doggy, good little doggy, come back, come back. He uh, slowly comes back, you know, the dog, the rock wheel is walking back. He's not rushing to get in the gate. He's slowly walking back. He kind of, you know, the dogs, you know, they kind of know what they're doing. And so he's kind of a little bit outside. I'm, I'm kind of at the gate. He's kind of, I'm like, dog, you need to come a bit further, get in the gate. He gets a little bit there, he kind of stops. So I kind of, just as he's there at the gate, I kind of like give him a shove into the gate. He quickly turns and attacks me. I quickly get the gate and slam him on his head. Yes, got him. I got him. The Roddy conquered him. The sign said, Beware, guard dog. A year later, I walked past that dog and he bit me on the backside. One year later, could you believe that? I went to my mate's. I've been in Australia, so I'd got your scent. I thought I was sweet. You know, and I come back to New Zealand a year later. I said to my mate, hold your dog, okay? I don't trust your dog, okay? His his girlfriend says, oh, no, he's all right, he's all right. My wife walks past the dog. Sweet, he's good. I walk past the dog, he snaps at my bottom. Like, what is that, man? You know? But the sign way back, a year before, had said, be on your guard. Beware of dog. See, when when, when the the writer here says, be on guard, he says, what he's meaning is something is going to try and bite you. Something is going to try and get you. Somehow, Satan is going to knock you out of the race as much as he can. So he says, be on guard. Read it. And take he read it and take a stand. Read it and make sure that you recognize that somehow you are trying to get knocked out of the game. We are not playing a simple little game of checkers here. You know, if you get kind of frustrated, ah, oh, don't want to play anymore. We are playing a game of death and life. That's what we're playing. And so when the writer writes, he's he's meaning it with significance of power that you need to be on your guard. He says here, he says. Stand firm in the faith. Stand, stand strong. Be on your guard. Stand strong. He says, be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. To me, there's a real strong warning going out here. And if you if you to go through the whole of the scriptures, you'll see it come time and time again. If you even uh, quickly flick to uh, Galatians. He says it here in Galatians uh, chapter one. He's got to find Galatians. Lost it. Chapter one. He says in verse six. He says. He says this. He says. Uh, chapter one, verse six. He says, "I'm shocked that you are turning away so soon, so soon from God, who called you to Himself through the loving mercy of Christ. You are following a different way that pretends to be the good news. So quickly." you've turned away. didn't take much. You weren't on your guard. You weren't strong. But so easily, you slipped away. And I just want to throw out a warning right here. That there's some of yous right here that have come into faith, that have experienced something awesome. And it's kind of unexplainable because how do you explain the kingdom of heaven to someone? Hey, I just found the kingdom of God and it's living in me. Oh, yes. Okay. Good on you, mate. Okay? Yeah. Okay? It's, it's kind of like hard to explain, isn't it? But here, so, and so you get so excited and, and you tell the world and you get really revved up about this and you go crazy and you tell everyone and you're not sure what's happening, you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, so all this crazy stuff's happening and you're so ex- excited about it, but then so easily you can slip. He's warning them here. I'm shocked that you just, you just slowly, easily turned away. What happened? What happened? And, and I, I want to throw out a warning for every person here. How easy it could be for you to not be on your guard and to so easily turn away. Here, they turned to something, something that was kind of slightly off in regards to the good news of Jesus Christ and and it tells us time and time again about these warnings that you could lose the joy that you found see when Jesus when when Jesus saved you when you recognized what Jesus did for you and you took it into your heart it became this overwhelming joy in your life so joyous that you couldn't contain it but you could so easily lose that it's not it's not easy to lose That's why it says that you should be on guard and you should stand firm. You should really stand in the faith, be in the faith. And it gives us all these warnings and it tells us what to do so that we can stand strong. It's like this big sign that God gives to us. There's these signs in the Bible that tell us, hey, these are the warning signs if things are not going right for you. These are the warning signs on how you should get those things right. Hey, if you're not loving your brothers and sisters in Christ, that's a warning sign that you're not really loving Jesus. Hey, if the things of the world are becoming a little bit more appealing, that's a warning sign again that you're not loving Jesus as he's called you to love him your soul is not spiritually connecting. Maybe your being is here. Your physical being is right here connecting. But your soul is not wanting to connect with the living God. And so he says, be on your guard. Stand in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. But do all this with the love of God. All this warning. And, and he says, so here, here it is. And so this year... You've got to ask yourself, what is it that I'm going to really struggle with? Because some of us have, have kind of come into the face and, and, and we've, we've blossomed and we've got excited. and Especially if you're on camp, we're like, oh, man, this is awesome. I just want to live out of community every day. or I want to live with all those guys that don't shower. You know, I just want to live like that. You know, and, and you know, they want to live like that. And so they get excited, but then they get back and, and they start to struggle. Other things start to happen. And and the thing that they found that dwelled up within them so excitingly slowly starts to dimmer because they they weren't reading the warning signs. When someone would come to them and say, Man, watch out. They wouldn't listen. They wouldn't hear it. When someone would come and say, Hey, you're drifting away. This is not helping you spiritually grow. They didn't listen. They didn't hear it. And so here he says that. And then, then he, and so for us, this year, some of the, what are the things that we're going to struggle with they are going to pull us away? Let me tell you something that you're gonna, that's going to happen to you this year. If, if you're going to heed the warning signs and if you're going to go strong and if you're going to be stronger than when you were, especially for those that are new in the faith, that have just come to a place of understanding Jesus. Some of the the things that are going to happen for you this year is that you are going to, you're going to have new friends. And you might say, well, I don't want new friends. I like my old friends." You're going to have new friends. You're going to realize that your old friends are not going to spiritually feed you. They're not going to help you at all. If anything, they're going to distract you. They're not going to be there for you. And so, uh, uh, you know, if you really... If you really want to go forward for Jesus, sooner or later, it's going to be new friends. The Word of God says that, that, a, that a believer in Christ will be drawn towards those that are believing in Christ as well, that have the Spirit of God living in them. That, that your friendships this year will somehow going to take a whole new turn. That you're gonna have, somehow you're going to have a whole new community of people. The Word of God warns us against it. warns us about spending time with those that even slip away from the faith. It tells us about that in Thessalonians. It says, I mean, the Word of God's real hard, you know. I'm kind of thinking, wow, God, you're tough. You're too tough. I don't know if I'm that tough, you know. And God says, you know, for those that get idle and weak and, and, and fall away from the faith and they don't want Jesus, God says, don't spend any time with them. And I'm thinking, but how do I love them? i just spend some more time with them. But God says, no, they'll, they'll get you into their trap. If you're not strong, then you'll follow the same path. And so God, God wants to do this whole new dynamic of a new community in you. So how are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? See, there's some people here that have been here for, for over a year. Over a year, and they've been discipling and and kind of going forward. I wonder right now, what we're going to do is right now, those that, are, that have been here for longer than a year, okay, one whole year, so that what are we in now, February? Are we in February? Yeah, we're in February. Okay, so if you were here last February, and for the last year, you've been kind of like the whole last year, you've been discipling people, I want you to stand up now. When you to stand up. If you've been here a whole year and you've been involved in discipling others for one year, since last February, then I want you to stand up. Just stand up now. Now, for those that haven't been strong for a whole year, and then you're in the faith, okay? And you're kind of like on this discovery path. You're looking at those that are standing up and they've been doing it for a year. Now, stay up if you're going to be here for another whole year and discipling again for the next year. Now, I know, you know, we don't want to go into some theological debate that I'm living by faith, and, you know, I'm not sure what God wants for me. Okay, but let's just take it. If you know that for this year you're going to be here discipling, stay standing. If you, if you know you're, you're going to, um, I don't know, Africa or New Zealand, then you can sit down, okay? We'll send you to Africa if you try and do that again, Pete. (laughs) (laughs) No. Please don't send me to Africa. You're going. Okay? (laughs) No. Okay. uh, uh, So you are here for another whole year, and you're going to disciple others for a whole year. You're standing up right now. Now, if you're new in the faith, and you haven't been here a whole year, I want you to take a look at these people, and I want you to make sure that you say, I'm going to connect with one of them. Okay? Now, maybe you, you're connecting already with someone that's not here. That's good. But you look, if you're new in the faith, you look at someone there and you say, these, these, I'm going to connect and do life with these guys. They've got to be your new community. Thanks, guys. Sit down. Appreciate that. Somehow, your community has to change. And you know, I don't, I, like, I don't care. you might tell me you don't want to leave your friends and you can't. Um, you know, you're going to love them into the kingdom. I'm telling you, if you're going to go for it, for the, for, for the, if you're going to really go for the kingdom of heaven, it's going to happen, whether you like it or not. It's going to happen. Because i tell you, you're going to want new friends. And they're going to be there for you. Usually, in the first few months of your Christianity, it's the hardest time of your life because you, you feel like you have no more friends. You don't feel like you connect with all these these kind of new, weirdo Christians. You're kind of like different from them. Okay? And and so you feel like you're struggling alone. You know, even myself, for for those Christians that are not going anywhere, that just want to live the nominal Christian life, I don't do life with them. I can't. It gets too hard because that's the the life they want. I don't want that life. So I, I just want to push forward and I want to find out what's happening in the kingdom of heaven. And I want to grow and I want people that are going to challenge me. And so even myself, you know, I, I've got to find people all the time that are going to challenge me and take me forward. And for those Christians that, that think, you know what, I'm happy living an idle, wasteless life, then I just, I've I got to let them go. i just got to let them do that. And I'm like, love you, brother. Come back and speak when we want to move forward together. And you have to find someone this year that you will do life with and you will do community with in a whole, and I'm giving you that warning. If you don't, this is a warning. If you don't, you will fall away. That's a strong warning because I've seen it so much. A strong warning. You better listen to it. You better heed it. I've seen it after 20 years. or even know in my own life that when I don't do life with strong Christians, I start to drop away. And I want to try and warn you so you can understand that this is serious business that we 're doing, real serious business. And so God says, "Be strong, be on your guard, be courageous. The word of God pushes us that to find those that are spiritually ignited to find them and to be a part of them. the Word of God says, "Teach faithful men that will teach faithful men." Oh he means girls as well don 't feel like that's just one gender, but he means girls. And so this is a thing that's gonna happen. You're gonna have to, you know what? One other thing, your friendships are gonna change if you're gonna go forward. The second thing that's gonna your values are gonna change. What you valued before is gonna totally change to what you value now. The values that you had before you, before you knew Jesus. And if you're going to go forward for the kingdom of heaven, the values that you have now are going to change. What, what you watch on TV and what you let your mind kind of listen to, what you let your mind be infiltrated with, what you read, what you talk about what you let come in and and saturate your mind, your values are going to change. Your values are going to change towards a more of a a kingdom mindset. That's where they're going to go. The the Word of God is is, going to say, the Word of God puts it as treasure. You're going to start to value the treasure that God wants, that God has, that He wants to put into your life. Your, Your whole value system is going to change totally before you. Your whole focus is going to change totally before you. What you value, you will lose excitement. If you go strong for the key, you're going to lose excitement for what you knew, and you're going to gear towards something that is totally new. You'll lose those old values, and you'll gain new values. Values planted in God's righteousness and God's holiness. As he said in the scriptures, behold, all things are new. Just as Jesus says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus was saying, What you're doing, I'm warning you of what I want to give you is the kingdom of heaven. I want to give you totally new value. Your focus on what is valuable to you, what you think is worthwhile. Just read Ecclesiastes. The first thing he says, everything is meaningless. Everything. When it's not put in perspective of how God lives and works every day. He says, everything is worthless. And so for you, the warning sign should be that your values should be changing. If your values are not changing then that's a warning sign that you're not letting Jesus change you. You're not letting him take hold of your life and letting him change. You're still holding him at bay and saying, I'll take you, Jesus, when I need you. I'll take you, Jesus, when I want you. Because I'm not letting and allowing the word of God, the values of God's word totally transform me from the inside out. See, there's warning signs when that thing's not happening. If you still feel you're the same after a year, then you didn't let God work. It's pretty simple. Well, I think it's simple. So these these values that should start to happen. I mean, if, if you, we're just going to flick to Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. And this is Paul's response. He's writing from prison here. I mean, he's writing from prison. It's not like the most happiest place to be on fire for God. But for some reason, he seems to be on fire for God. And he says this in Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. He says, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Yes, everything else is worthless. For his sake, I've discarded everything else, and I'm counting it all as garbage so that I would gain Christ. He says, I'm just, everything that I thought was actually worthwhile, I'm chucking it out the door. I'm just going to chuck it out into the rubbish heap outside Jerusalem, and I'm going to gain Christ. It's no more valuable to me. It's like I've, I've packed up everything in my room that I thought was so meaningful in life, and I've just thrown it out the door, into the garbage bin, and I've just brought in a whole new wardrobe of who I should be. Because it all was worthless anyway. I thought it was meaning something significant. you know I thought you know I thought my, my, my life as a plumber was going to be awesome, cleaning out toilets, you know what I mean? I, I just I thought driving an escort van was just great. you know I mean, you start looking at things differently when you, when you come to know Jesus. your whole perspective on life should change. and if your whole perspective life isn't changing, then that's a warning sign that you're not changing. You're not transforming. You're not letting Jesus take hold of your heart. You're still holding on to who you are. And that does not work at all. If anything, it will hinder you really impacting God's world and God's place. And so he says this. And, and so there's these things that, that should Be a warning sign. Your your whole community should change who you want to hang with, who you want to be with, who you want to hang around. Your whole community should change. Your your whole value system should start to take on a change. You know, just because someone swears at you, you shouldn't swear back. Just because someone does something, you shouldn't seek revenge. That's not how God works. He says, I will pay evil with what I have to do. You don't have to pay evil with evil. He says, pay evil with good. Turn the other cheek. And so your whole value system takes on this, this total transformation. This other warning sign that should happen is that you should start to struggle in your Christian life. Well, I thought it was going to be joyous all the time. No. You should start to struggle. You should be like me and that can't sleep at night because she's going through baptism, because she's thinking about it and what it's what's it doing. You should start to have soul struggles in your life. Why? Because your whole value system is kind of like being penetrated by a new value system so you should be weighing it up on how you're going to live. And the word of God says in James chapter 1 verse 5, it says, count it all joy when you start to struggle. God says, well be happy. Be satisfied because it's good. It's a good thing that you should be struggling because now you know that your world is colliding with God's world And God is wanting to change you. So the struggle should be there. See, I struggle every day. I struggle every week to to, to think about how God would have me live in in different situations. What would he have me do? But I just know this, that God's, I, I know one promise, God's way is right. And if I do that, he will honor me. He will bless me. He will help me, He will strengthen me, He will be there for me. So I struggle. But He says, go be, be satisfied, be joyous when you go through your struggle. He says, it's, it's not uncommon. He says, it's common. Every man goes through it. Every, every Christian that wants to go to maturity goes through it. It's part of life. So enjoy the struggle. Don't fight it. Enjoy it. Think, man, you know what? I didn't really get that excited about that struggle. But God, can you just show me what it was really trying to teach me? Can you can you unwrap the scriptures in all its glory and show me the new value that you want me to take on? And so you should struggle. One of the things, you, one of the warning signs, here's this is a crazy warning sign that you've got to be careful of this year. For those that may be new in the faith or wanting to go somewhere, is be careful of Christians. Yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting concept, isn't it? You know, i don't want to offend you if you 're a christian, but you know what I find real interesting that when 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 you 've done a lot of work with 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 a with a person and, and and you know there's been maybe a couple of a couple of years of talk to them talk to them and, and then they 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 come to faith the miracle happens oh well, they got it, and they wanted a choice it 's awesome choice that's Kiwi word and and so it's awesome and so you they kind of get faith and then before you know it there's Kind of like all these other Christians from these other churches jumping on board. You go, what? Where did they come from? It's funny, isn't it? You never knew they were Christian before, but right now they're Christians. And before, you never, they never said anything to you, they never talked to you about it, but now they're jumping on board. You're like, well, I don't know, she was a Christian or he was a Christian, but, and they're kind of trying to kind of like tell you what you should do. And they're trying to tell you kind of how you should go or where you should go to church and how you should live. But you never knew they were Christians before. You know, I kind of think, you know what? If they never cared to tell you before you knew Jesus, I'd be careful. Why are they jumping on board now that you know Jesus? Why didn't they tell you? Why didn't they care enough deep down in their soul to, to put themselves on the line and tell you before? Remember, someone that you most probably didn't know Cared enough, without even knowing you, cared enough to come and tell you. They put themselves into your world and said, do you believe in Jesus? Who are you? They put themselves into your world and somehow cared. Look, they cared that you were on your way to a lost eternity without God. That you were on your way to hell. They cared enough to come into your world and to risk a relationship, risk a friendship, and tell you. And, you know, for those that did that to you, you want to stick close to them. I just, I'm, 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 You know, you could, you could tell me I'm wrong later, for those that have been Christians long enough. But when Christians see someone just get saved, and they go, cool, and then before they're popping up and telling you everything, and you think, I didn't even know they were Christians. Where did they come from? They opened the back door. Ask yourself, why didn't they care enough before? Be on your guard. The Word of God says there's, there's a lot of false teaching out there and there's a lot, lot of people out there that, that have gone astray, that are not really living the way that they should be. And so, so, so my question is that for you, you've got to dig in and, and there's these things that you've got to look for, these warning signs. And when you see the warning signs, it's not a rip to run into. It's a rip to run away from. And so run. Run into community. Run into new friendships. Run into new values and focus. Run into those that cared enough to tell you. Those that cared enough, people like your spiritual parents. They wanted to parent you. They wanted to see new birth. They wanted to see new life. They had enough love to get around you. And usually those ones will show you the ones that will help you. I get real scared when I see new life and all these other people pop up from all these other places from out of nowhere that I don't know. And then they start claiming it all and grabbing it all. But you know what? For those that cared enough for you to help you get to that point to cross the line, it's those ones that you should say, hey, who do I listen to? Who do I go to that starts parenting me? Where do I go until I know that I'm strong, that I'm standing firm, that that I'm there? Listen to, to Hebrews, the book of Hebrews he says there in Hebrews, in chapter 2, verse 1, he says, so we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. Listen very carefully to the truth that we have heard. What have you heard? What have you seen? Who are you going to follow that's going to help you? What is the community that you're going to embrace, the new friends that you're going to embrace? Who are the the people and the focus that you're going to now have? It says, listen very carefully to the truth that you've heard from someone, somewhere, somehow. And you need to listen real careful, because you might be the one that drifts away. And that's a warning that's getting given out here, a warning that you could drift away so easily. I just want to just you to bow your heads and just close your eyes for a second. I hate throwing out warnings, but I know they're so real. Satan wants to attack. And he wants to make you useless, totally useless for the kingdom of heaven. You just just live a useless life again, doing nothing, really not impacting souls or hearts. And I just want you to ask yourself, Should my red light be on right now? Should I be reading the warning signs of this stuff that's happening in my life, that there's signals going on? My friends are still the same. My focus is still the same. My love is not growing. Those are the warning signals that you need to start listening to. God is speaking to your heart tonight. But there's others that, that I want to speak to tonight as well before I pray into that. And for those that, that, that don't know Jesus tonight, they're thinking, you know what, I'm not even there yet. I'm kind of like interested, I'm not even there. And, you know, if that's you tonight, I don't know where you're at, I don't even know who you are. But if that's you tonight, that thinks, you know what, I want, I want to make a step closer towards Jesus I don't know him, but I want to make a step closer. If that's you tonight, I just want you to raise your hand. Raise your hand tonight. See, anyone here tonight that wants to take a step towards Jesus, if that's you, just raise your hand. Jesus is calling you. If you feel your heart is pumping and you feel that inside of yourself, you know what? I don't know God. I don't know what it is to have eternal life. I don't know what it is to even know what my life is about. I'm a bit lost. I'm just kind of living day to day from one gig to the next gig. I don't know, Jesus. If that's you tonight, I'll give you the opportunity right now to just raise your hand. Just keep your hand raised. Just while everyone... It's still kind of just the heads bowed. Those that just raise their hands, just to stand up, Just stand up. And I want some, just stand up. And just come down here, just come walk down here. You want just keep your heads bowed. I just want a couple of leaders to come and grab these guys and just pray with them. Just a couple of leaders. Just go and grab those guys and pray with them. You know, if tonight. There's some warning signs going on for you. Just keep in that place. If you felt there's some warning signs going on for you tonight, and that, that somehow the word of God spoke to you tonight, do you know? I just want you just to just to raise your hand. Say, yeah, I need prayer. Is there anyone there? Yeah. Anyone else? where well, there's warning signs going on for you. Just stand up, please. Just stand up where you are. That's cool. Go. Cool. Anyone else needs to stand because they need prayer tonight because they know that their warning signs are going on. There's these things that are going on in them. I just want to just encourage you that this could be your chance where you connect deeper with God, that you get prayer, you get help. Just a couple of our, our leaders, you want to just come out here, those that have just stood up, just come out here, just so we can get some leaders to come and pray. Just come over here. Just go to my left here. Just go to my left. We just get some some leaders to come down here and pray with these guys. For those just that didn't stand, just keep quiet for a second while we can just spend some time praying. You know, God, the, the thing I, I find about God is is that when you're going through something, He gets you somewhere, somehow. He gets you. And when He speaks to you, you want to respond. Because only when you respond can you really get out when you're open. We have a couple more leaders down there just praying for those guys. If you're there in your place, just spend some time with the Lord right now. Pray for these guys. Just pray for, for people that are up here. Just really yourself, put yourself in the presence of God. Just really pray. Lord, Father, we thank you. We thank you that you give us warnings. You don't leave us alone. You put up a big sign there. Father, I pray for these people right now that have just, just needed you. To, to really connect into their hearts and souls. Lord, I just pray, God, that you would just do something greater in their lives. Father, that they would just grab you more than they've ever grabbed you before. Yeah, Jesus, that you would tonight just bring new revelation, wisdom, strength. As you say in Ephesians, that we should be on our guard. We should stand firm in the power of his might. God, in your strength,